The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, friends. Eric Franson, I.J. Salveson. Full Court Press continuing on here on 106.9 The Fan. Love to uh, have you along with us as uh, we continue to discuss what happened over the weekend. You know, Mondays are always big for us to recap all the things that took place. And this past weekend was pretty big. I mean, you had the college football regular season coming to a close with the conference championship games. Some were exciting. Some were snoozers. A very exciting weekend in the NFL, at least between the Niners and the Saints. Man, if you could put that game on repeat, that was an exciting game. Uh, Start to finish, really fun to watch. Uh, Controversies we just heard about with the Patriots, and uh, they've not quite looked the same uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks. But, uh, man, Baltimore continues to look really, really good with what they're doing. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Utah State football this hour. They got the invitation to go to the Frisco Bowl. Frisco, Texas is just a little bit outside of Dallas, Fort Worth. And they will be playing in a Major League Soccer stadium. So it's not really that big. It only seats a little over 17,000 people. So um, should be able to handle you know, a decent number of, of fans that want to go down there. Um, but, um, you yeah, know, it's a... Decent payout. It's not necessarily the biggest that the Mountain West has ties with. But um, going up against a team that you should be able to be competitive against and, and and should beat. And the question that seems to be floating around a lot today has nothing to do with Kent State. It doesn't really have too much to do with Gary Anderson and the Utah State football team as a whole, but more about one specific player, and that's Jordan Love. Now, there was a report earlier today that um, this was first reported by Dan Wetzel. And uh, he says if he doesn't enter the NFL draft, Utah State quarterback Jordan Love is contemplating a grad transfer per source. Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Houston, all possible destinations. No decision made. NFL draft grade will weigh heavily. So that was earlier in the day. People started to reply and respond. Um, you know, where if those were necessarily the, the best destinations for Jordan Love, if which school may stand out above the others. Certainly, we know there's a connection at Texas Tech. Oklahoma has a great tradition of taking transfers and making them into Heisman contenders. Um, and uh, one media personality in the Salt Lake area said that if if it were to happen, it would be devastating for Utah State football. And that I disagreed with that term. I, I don't think it would be great for Utah State football, but I don't think it would be devastating for the Utah State football program if Jordan Love were to be a grad transfer to one of those schools. Am I, am I wrong? Would it be devastating? No, because of one guy. That's Henry Columby. I, I, Henry, by the way, Coach Anderson has spoken extremely high of Andrew Peasley and Henry Columbi. 
very high about them. Footwork, IQ, vision, arm. Uh, even when uh, Henry came and subbed in for Jordan Love, uh, he thought he actually thought Henry played really well. I mean, there's a couple things you want to look at, and, and but it's nothing major. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I don't think it'd be great. It's not devastating. It's not like we're like the cupboards are bare right now. Henry Cullum is a really good quarterback. I actually like him a, a lot. And I there's times where I thought he probably should have got some more minutes in the game, more reps. Um, and I hate to say this, but maybe with a better result at times too. I, I, I that sounds harsh. But. Well, there's no question that Jordan Love, in moments, is outstanding. He is fantastic, and he legitimately, if he stayed his full career at Utah State, which he still might. That's not out of the question. It's not out of the cards that he could go down as perhaps the greatest quarterback ever. Now, a lot would depend on what he would do in his senior season. But uh, this has been a rough year for him. He's thrown a lot of interceptions. He has not looked great in a lot of moments in games. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still a lot of NFL scouts that are still very high on him despite the poor play that he's had. I talked to somebody close within the realm of you know college football and NFL scouts. And it was really interesting. Do you want to know what they said was his best game? NFL scouts thought was his best game. Not even joking on this either. Not kidding. Air Force. BYU. <laughs> they thought... Really? Because, because, and this is really interesting, Eric. People look at numbers, right? I mean, like fans look at numbers and they say, oh, we went 12 of 23 for 186 yards and... And two touchdowns and one interception. That is absolute garbage football right there. Scouts were talking about some of the throws that he made in that game. Throws that they think 20 out of 32 quarterbacks in the NFL starting wouldn't have the guts to make and would be the correct throw to make. He was making reads and throws. These, these scouts would say that, I mean, they're like, man. Our quarterback wouldn't have the you-know-what to throw that ball into that kind of a window on that route, looking at that read. They thought that his read progression was quick, to the point wasn't always right, but that it was quick reads. That he didn't have to take five seconds to look at one route, two route, three route, okay, now it's four. That he could go one through four, bam, just like that, and know where he can go back to. See, I think there are times when he does that, but there are also a lot of times where he locks on. Yes, he oh, stares at a CLC Mariner just down for one about side of the field yeah. and gives the whole defense you. time yeah. to react. Sure, absolutely. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's deficiencies within his game, right. absolutely. But that every quarterback that goes into the league is going to have a major deficiency. We're like, okay, we really need to work on that with you, right? If he can progress through that deficiency, erase it, and and develop, that's what's going to make him a great quarterback. And they said because he has a good IQ level, like he he can actually learn things. Really quickly. Well, and I, th- I think something that is advantageous for Jordan Love at the next level is that he doesn't get rattled. Yeah. He'll throw a, a pick, and it'll be a bad throw, and it could even totally change the momentum of the game. Yeah. And he comes out like nothing happened. Yeah. Which the- sometimes is a bit of a detriment. Like, he doesn't really go to the sidelines and get fired up. But he doesn't let it distract him either. See, there's one bad throw that he made, and I won't tell you what 
uh, I won't say on air what throw he did make that they're like, ugh. But the crazy thing is that he went back to a similar throw. Oh, I guess it was a bad read, not a bad throw. Excuse me. Or a bad, bad throw, not a bad read. It was a good read, but a bad throw. So he went back to that read again and made a better throw in the next possession. Almost the exact same throw. And the first throw was nearly picked off. Uh, the second throw was right in the breadbasket. And scouts were like, that's, that's what we want to see. We want to see someone come in. Look, I, I, uh, look, you got me. Shame on me once, you know. And shame on me twice, it's me. Whatever that saying is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Strike three. <laughs> but no, they were Something really like high that. on him in, the, in that BYU game. And so I went back and I actually watched that game. And look, his numbers weren't great. But man, you watch it differently after you hear about stuff like that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so... People are reacting to this report. You know, should he go? Should he stay? Would it be "quote unquote" devastating or not? Uh, some people saying maybe it's not devastating, but it's bad optics. And Utah State staff may be judged for letting him go, or that he chose to go somewhere else and not stay. Um, but uh, my feeling is Henry Columbia, Peasley, some of the other guys that are already in the system—they're there, uh, and they're going to be good quarterbacks. The if he leaves and goes to a big big program or even goes to the NFL, really I don't know that that's really going to be used in recruiting against Utah State all that much. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's I'm still the program that produced this high caliber guy. Um, now there's another report, Chase Goodbread, who covers uh, draft prospects for NFL.com. He was in Logan, and he put out a tweet. Uh, this was uh, last week. And he said, Greetings from Utah State, where I saw some breathtaking sights and was told by quarterback Jordan Love that rumors of him possibly going to Texas Tech as a grand transfer are way off base. Says it's not a consideration. So has something changed since I, that came out? Uh, I don't know. Or is I he think... just trying to not really <laughs> play, play the fiddle on all of us? Right. right? Just... Yeah, just kind of string us along. Yeah. Uh, God, and you know what, dude? I mean, only he knows. And even if you ask him straight in the eyes with a candy cane in front of him, I think he'd still lie to you. Or I think he'd still tell you, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll make a decision when I do. Um, the thing is, is why go to Texas Tech? Why? Uh, I can think of three reasons. Number one, a head coach who understands you and has a system that works for you. Number two, an offensive coordinator who knows you and has a system that works for you. Number three, it's in a power conference where you'll get noticed. In the big, in the conference that also favors high octane offense. Great. So find another school within that conference. Okay. So reason number one that you gave. I feel like reason one or num- number one could actually validate pretty well here. Reason number two, very understandable. Extremely understandable. Very much understandable because Yost was really, really good here. Kept it very simple. Nothing complex, short, sweet, and to the point. Reason number three, like I said, there's other schools I got to be looking at. I heard, I mean, from what reports and sources say, Houston is one of them. Um, I mean, all I- things being equal, Texas Tech or Houston. Why would you choose Houston? 
Because Texas Tech, he's going to get smashed. Dude, he's going to find it harder in the, in, in the Big 12 than he would in the Mount West Conference. And if he looks worse than the Big 12, then what are scouts going to say? Right? And then, and then, I mean, where's his confidence going to go? I just You have a chance to play in a power conference, get noticed in a lot of big arenas that are going to have a lot of scouts here, already there. You talked about some of the bad throws he made and some of the bad decisions he made. Some of those he got away with. I can guarantee you right now he's not going to get away with any of that in the Big 12. Like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and heck, I'll even put Texas on that list will light him up. So if you want to be on the big stage, you better be dang good. I mean, well, I mean, you better be able to make good throws and good reads or else they're going to turn those turnovers into touchdowns and it's going to get ugly quickly. Uh, Jordan Love is a good fit here. Uh, I know things offensively didn't go to his point. Uh, I know that there was rumors of him and, you know, just that the offense was just different for him and he wasn't used to it or whatever the situation was up there. I don't know if Texas Tech is the answer. In that case, you just go to the NFL. Well, uh, so he has three decisions to make. Go to the NFL, uh, transfer to another school, or stay at Utah State. Frankly, for selfish reasons, I would hope that he stays one more year at Utah State. Finish what he started. Yeah. Become the all-time record keeper for a couple different statistical categories. Yeah. Go down as the greatest quarterback in Utah State history. Or at least be in the conversation. There we go. And uh, get this team to a conference championship game. For selfish reasons. Yeah. No, I'm with you. No, I, I, I no, I'm with you. Because you'll have a more experienced offensive line I'm in with you. Him. Absolutely with you. Um, he'll need some help with the wide receiver. But you know, he, he'll have some things going for him coming back. I think option number two... Actually, uh, I think... Well, okay, for selfish reasons, number one would be to stay here. Number two, go to the NFL. And number three, for selfish reasons, transfer to another school. But I think we'll ha- what will happen, in my mind, number one would be to go to the NFL. Uh, number two, I don't know. If you'll stay at Utah State or go to another school. I, I just think that the distance between num- the option number one and option number two is so great that I don't know if it's likely that he'll transfer to another school or stay at USU. But I hope he stays. It'd be great if he could stay. Yeah. And and I'd love for him to stay. I would feel bad for the backup quarterback in waiting who's done a good job of being patient. But I wouldn't mind having Love stay. But I'll tell you this. Going back to the top of your point. It is not devastating if Jordan Love leaves. It, it's sad. We're bummed out. We love Jordan Love. We, we think he's a great kid and, a, and an incredible quarterback. Really great example of what Utah State is and is all about. But it's not devastating to our football team. Gary Anderson's a heck of a football coach. I trust him. I trust the football staff. And I trust that they'll have Henry Columby or Andrew Peasley or whoever it is next Cooper in Lega. line. Cooper Legault, whoever it is is going to be ready to start for the Utah State IU football team coming up next year. My question now, since we're sitting on this topic, does Utah, or excuse me, does Jordan Love play in the bowl game on December 20th? 
against Kent State? And that's another fair question. Or does he sit knowing that he could go to the NFL draft or transfer to Texas Tech and just wait it out? Uh, I think that's another fair question to ask. Uh, his regular season game, was it his last in an Aggie uniform? There have been times where high draft prospects have chosen not to participate in their bowl games. Yeah. I think, personally, I think it would help his stock if he played. This could be a really good showcase game yeah. to, if there have been any doubts about Jordan Love and uh, how well he plays in different situations, this could be a, a, a good, put a bow on it, look, here's my resume. Um, otherwise, it was it's a good career that he's had at Utah State. His uh, This last season has been very mixed reviews. But go out on a high note. You know, throw a few more touchdowns. Separate the distance between touchdowns and interceptions that he's thrown this year. Because right now, it's it's about equal. Yeah. Uh, but we've certainly seen that. Yeah, I, I think that's I, for the really high uh, for consideration sure get drafted draft guys. in the first round. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he is in that conversation. Not even as a quarterback with, I guess... I mean, quarterback-wise, you'll see Hurts go to the NFL, Trevor Lawrence go to the NFL, Joe Burrow might even go as well. So there's three quarterbacks. How many teams need a quarterback? I think it's about three. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see from there. Trades and stuff could happen, but I'm with you. I, I, I'm i not sure if he's a late first-rounder. He might be an early second-rounder. But, again, scouts could think differently. And things change, by the way, with that regard. So Yes, yeah, very true, very true. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from Gary Anderson. Uh, he held a press conference, kind of impromptu, uh, on Sunday after the announcement that Utah State would be facing Kent State in the Frisco Bowl. Uh, and again, Frisco, Texas is just outside of Dallas. It'll be on, no- on December 20th. It'll be a 5.30 kickoff on ESPN2. So coming up on the other side, we'll hear from Gary Anderson as the announcement was made. And his reactions to it and his team, what the preparations are going to look like over the next few weeks. We'll hear about that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Art France and AJ Salveson here. Utah State, Kent State, Golden Flash will be in the Frisco Bowl in Texas, uh, December 20th. Team leaves next Monday. So get ready for a charity event on uh, Tuesday. Media availability will be on Thursday. The Full Court Press will have that media availability for you in its entirety. Players and coaches involved as well will uh, we'll get that out to you so you can hear it as well. Uh, by, by the way, really quickly, Coach Craig Smith, he had his presser today. That is on our website, 1069thefan.com. You can find it there. You can find it in our podcast platform uh, on Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Just type in the Full Court Press. You can find Eric's name, my name, and uh, the Full Court Press in its entirety as well. Uh, here it is, Coach Craig, Craig, Coach Gary Anderson. Uh, both, I mean, Craig Anderson's a great coach too. But, uh, coach Anderson here in a media conference call with the media discussing about the uh, Frisco Bowl. He starts off with... Talking about uh, just what it means for the university to be in a bowl game, what it means for seniors, and why it's so imperative to be a part of this opportunity. You know, obviously, I, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. I know very little right now, but it looks like it's going to be a great place for our kids to, to go to a bowl game. It'll be a new experience. Looks like the accommodations will be really cool for our kids. Um, 
So, um, you know, some kids get to go back home play at Texas, back in Texas, so it will be a great opportunity for them to have family there. Uh, the timing, I believe, is good. You know, we'll be able to get our practices in, and uh, you know, we thought it may be a little later, but this is an awesome opportunity for our kids to get the practices that we need and um, get ready to roll and roll out of here a week from today. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun bowl. So Kent State, I, I just remember watching them a few times. So I watched them a few weeks ago. I can't remember who they were playing on one of those those games, but uh, you know, physical, tough-minded team um, definitely made some strides this year to get themselves where they're going, and uh, we'll learn a lot more about them. But, uh, you know, I know they played hard. Um, head coach played at uh, Wisconsin, if I remember right, from watching that. And Sean, I believe, is his name. Uh, so they'll, they'll be uh, a good football team, a good challenge. And any of those teams that are from Ohio are tough-minded guys, kids that grew up loving football, play a high level of football, have great respect for Ohio, and really that whole league from uh, the way that those kids play football. So we're excited to get started. We'll jump on them again tomorrow. And, uh um, get the film broken down and start practicing. How fast will the practices start, Gary? Because the game is, you know, a week from Friday and stuff. How fast will you get back to it? Tomorrow. Yeah, we'll start. Uh, tomorrow we'll have a little bit of a an uh, introduction, really, on Kent State. It'll be on Tuesday uh, for our kids. Tomorrow we'll have a young players practice, and the older guys will come out and run and move around, start watching tape um, on their own and with position coaches that are in there. Some of them are, a lot of the coaches were already out on the road. Uh, recruiting today, so we'll get them back in there. And Tuesday, we'll. Uh, our plan is basically this is our plan is tomorrow. Like I said, it'll be that practice with the young guys and get an introduction to our older guys really through film um, and a run and a lift for those guys. On Tuesday, will be like a uh, a Monday practice for us in the season. Wednesday, we'll be off due to the finals and things that are out there and a major prep day for our coaches as we get them back off the road. Thursday would be like a Tuesday uh, practice during the season. Uh, Thursday would be like a, uh, a wet Wednesday, I suppose, and so on and so forth. So we'll work ourselves through the week. And uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a brief practice, which would be like a Friday uh, on a game week. And then we'll travel on Monday and then a couple more days of practice there at the bull site. So we'll jump right into it. Um, our plan's already in place, and we'll present that to the kids uh, tomorrow, and away we go. Coach Anderson, um, Kansas State's played a ton of close games this year. They played um, eight games decided by eight points or less. Uh, how, how, how extra intriguing does that make uh, the matchup, knowing that you're going against a, a team that's been in, been in a lot of those close battles? Well, it kind of sounds familiar, right? I mean, a lot of those games <laughs> that they were able to win and get bowl eligible, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I've just seen them from afar on TV on one of those those back uh, games that are on in the middle of the week, and uh, uh, you know they, they got where they're at. A very very tough conference. I've always had a ton of respect for that conference, and uh, to get boils in that conference is not easy. And I just I know they're a team that's you know on the rise and got themselves. They'll be very excited to go to the bowl just like we will. So you know close games. Uh, they've won enough to get themselves bowl eligible, and uh, you know we're both they're excited and we're excited to go to this bowl. It's just it, it looks like it's a great opportunity for all of us. Yeah, from what I've heard, uh, Coach, this stadium down there is supposed to be kind of a neat new place in Texas, uh, you know, looking for, for football games like this and all. And uh, I mean, have you found out anything about what, it, what, you know, isn't it pretty close to Dallas? Isn't that where Frisco is? Or what's what's the logistics yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think it's right, it's like 30 miles uh, from, depending on where you're going in Dallas. So it's basically the outskirts of Dallas when you're in the city that big. So, um, 
that's a stadium that I believe seats 20,000 people. So that's a, that's a great venue for a game like this, in my opinion. Um, it's a great spot for people to go travel to. And, um, you know, it's a, it, it, to me, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time to be able to get there and see a game on Friday night. And um, it's an easy place to get to on an airplane. There's a lot of few airports around there that you can fly into. So uh, we're, we're, we're excited. I just I think the venue is, is really cool. And just briefly looked at the bowl itinerary and, Obviously, this bowl is doing it the right way um, for the kids, uh, for the fans, and everybody that's involved. So um, it looks it looks like it's going to be you know, it's an exciting time for for these kids to be able to get to a place they haven't been to before and playing against a team that's hungry and excited to get to a bowl game, just like the Aggies are. Is there a benefit to playing a game in Texas where you guys recruit but you don't get to play during the year? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. We got a couple coaches that are assigned recruiting areas. In fact, three of them have different recruiting areas in, in Texas. Um, some of them, it's their, it's their main spot they go to. Some of them, it's a secondary spot. And so to get a, a Utah State presence in Texas, I think, is big. Um, but it's exciting for, you know, those few kids we have on our team from Texas to be able to, to go back home and have uh, family and friends around them. I think that will be a special experience. Coach, how much more um, exciting, stressful, or, or anything like that is it to prepare for a bowl game versus any game, any other game in the regular season? Oh, it's no more stressful. It's just I, I look at it as a great opportunity. Uh, you know, you have plenty of time to prepare whenever you're playing, whether we played on the 20th or we played on the 31st or we played on the 4th. You know, you, you dictate your structured time to basically say, hey, we, you'd like to, in our opinion, we would like to be able to treat it as Kind of like you have a bye week and then you have a game a game prep week and that's really what we've gotten um, when we squeeze it in a little bit and uh, you know get started we had to jump start and figure a formulated plan but uh, it's, it's it's absolutely no more stressful uh, but it's a great opportun- opportunity to prepare and I'm sure Kent State looks at it just like we do it's an opportunity to play one game and there's there's a, there's a trophy involved and there's a champion and it's a it's a bowl game championship that you're you're playing for and. It's a very meaningful game. I know it means a lot to our kids, and I'm sure it'll mean a lot to those kids. So you're going to see two teams are excited to play in the bowl game. Is there, uh, Coach Anderson, is there any effect with the new way more signings happen now in December than in February that this affects recruiting, this game being so fast and for you guys and not being able to, now you have to pull everybody back off the, you know, off the recruiting trails and get going again with preparation? Yeah, with our class this year, this is a little bit fortunate for us because we don't have uh, a giant class, which we've talked about for a long, long months and months and months now. So um, we, we'll still have some coaches, uh, you know, go out on the road. And I'll be out on the road on Monday. I'll be out on the road on Wednesday, um, and but, you know, probably Monday through Wednesday, and, and do what we have to do to get that done. But uh, it'll will adjust some schedules. Uh, but if we were planning on signing, you know, fifteen or twenty kids. In, on the early signing day, that would be a bit stressful, but because of where we're at this year, uh, we'll handle it and manage it, get to the kids that we need to get to. And I think a lot of our kids that we're recruiting you know, will understand the cer- certain situation that we're in right now and the placement of this bowl game, and we'll, uh, we'll adjust as needed, but uh, it, it does not affect us in a negative way at all. And uh, the fact that you're going to a bowl game and we're going to a bowl game in Texas um, is a great recruiting tool, and that we're going to the first, you know, it's it's a great opportunity to build on recruiting and show people, uh, you know, where we're going. And we've got an opportunity to go to a bowl game, which, in my opinion, is a is a great recruiting weapon. Coach, how much of an opportunity do you see this as um, 
a way to kind of end the season on a high note, considering the Mountain West Championship eluded you in this particular year? Yeah, it's uh, you know we understand exactly where we sit within the Mountain West. We dropped two games and didn't get a chance to play in the championship, and those two teams that uh, Boise obviously played in the championship and represented themselves very well. And you know Hawaii was in there; they're on the other side, and, and uh, Air Force was right there on our side, battling to the end also. So. You know, we uh, we understand where we fit this year. Um, we're uh, the six and two, took third place on our side this year in the league, and now we have an opportunity again to go play for a championship. And I think it's really important to, you know, really stress that with uh, the kids and understand that it is a tremendous opportunity. It's an honor to be able to go to a bowl game, and there's a lot of people that, you know, put a lot of things out there for these young men to be able to go to bowl games and for our university to be able to go to a bowl game. So it's, it's a huge responsibility to prepare the right way, and it's a huge responsibility to play the right way, not just for your school, but for college football as a whole. Um, these people are putting the bowl game together for us, and they expect the football team to come in and play at a high level, and that's exactly how we'll approach it. You uh, finished that last game, Coach, and won. Are you? Is there any injury concerns going into the the bowl game? Uh, do you feel like you're, for the most part, I mean, you already had the guys out for the season. Do you feel like you're in pretty good health to play this bowl game? Yeah, I think we are right now. Um, we'll see as we go through the next week or so. There's a couple question marks that are out there, but we'll see where that goes. Um, and it will also, you know, we prepared last week through our practices that we had to be able to play a, a couple, three, a handful, I would say, of young players that haven't played much that still have a redshirt game available for them, and we will get them in this game. Um, it may be a special teams role. It may be an offensive role. It may be a defensive role. Uh, but we're excited to, to get a couple young kids uh, another opportunity to compete and play in this football game, and they'll, they'll deem that as a tremendous opportunity. I promise you that. I just saw Jimbo slice. Gets me every time. He's a national treasure. Uh, At least hey, a Utah treasure. <laughs> That's uh, a Coach Gary Anderson. Uh, yes. Anything to stand out to you, Eric? Well, um, just a few things. Just he's excited to go to Texas, have a bowl game in Texas. Uh, recruiting opportunity. Uh, there's you know, player connections there. So good for uh, for them to be able to attend. It's easy to get to. Uh, it's not like fly in somewhere, then get on a bus, and then travel somewhere. Um, so that's that's good. Uh, I also liked what he talked about there at the end, about opportunities to get some uh, uh, younger players opportunities who haven't reached their four-game minimums yet before they reach that um, red shirt kind of uh, threshold. So I like that opportunity that Utah State has. And that's really one of the great things about going bowling. It doesn't matter really where you go. Sometimes it... it does but the, the the real benefit of going to a bowl game isn't necessarily the venue isn't necessarily the opponent it's that you get extra practices with your team you yeah. get more time to develop your young guys and you give your seniors one last chance to go out on a high note so there's a lot of benefits to going to a bowl game and uh, I, I like how they're approaching it we'll learn more about the bowl and the venue and the opponent uh, a little bit later on this week and into next week as well I mean, to send out to you from what Gary had to say. Uh, I mean, a couple of things just based on you know he's going to be gone for recruiting all this week. So there was questions: Hey, was, is there going to be a presser leading up to them leaving? There is not because he'll be gone recruiting. All his coaches are recruiting, and then the whole December eighteenth period, right? That's when the early recruiting, I guess, signing is. Uh, but he's not really worried about that. 
he, I mean, they're going to take advantage of as much as possible, but they're not. That's not the main focus. Uh, what the main focus is coming in February when that I think is it February when the final signing period is. Yes, early so. February. That's kind of their main goal. That's what their target is. So, yeah, I, I thought there were some interesting comments uh, from Gary Anderson about getting to a ball game, uh, the health of his team. Yeah, um, and just uh, the some opportunity for extra kids. practices. Yep, and then I guess the young kids were at it today. Uh, rest of the team comes in tomorrow. They'll get at it on on uh, Kent State. So we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, uh, you had a game you wanted to play. Yes. Oh, games. yes. It is the game of games. Wow. That sounds that sounds fun. You? And by the way, our listeners will love it. Okay, stay tuned for that. Plus, we'll get an update on things that happened this past weekend in the Mountain West uh, for uh, basketball. And so stay tuned for that coming up on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Welcome back. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope it was worth it, being gone for a whole week and leaving me out to dry. Hey, you know what? Because I had you do a lot of extra work, and you had to do extra work for not just me, but for others. Yes. I brought you some. I got oh, you Oh, no way. Yeah. Because I won pick six last week. I voted for you. <laughs> yeah. Easy you. for you to do. Thank you. Uh, Did you even see what it is? No. Do you want me to open it now? I, I, I still don't know if it's appropriate to open gifts in front of our listeners. It's appropriate. Oh, hey! Well, this would have been good for last night. Could have freaking just ripped these off and cut them into shreds. <laughs> I almost Patriot bought you. Socks. I almost bought you a uh, mask for that, like that picture. I oh, shot. dude, that thing was sweet. Found a store cool. that had all kinds of uh, what, luchadors. Is that what you call them? The Mexican wrestlers that put the masks over them. They had all kinds of varieties. I almost bought one of those. <laughs> Said I got you some Patriot socks. Something for your stinky feet. Because the Patriots, um, they stink right now. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I don't know if they stink. They're just they're showing their, themselves more vulnerable the last five games. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Ajay, you had a game you wanted to play. Uh, yeah. We are talking about bowl games earlier. Utah State's going to the Frisco Bowl to face Kent State, the mm-hmm. Golden Flashes. Yes, Kent State, the Golden Flashes. So here is, uh, here's the game I want to play. I'm going to give you bowl names, and I want you to guess where it will be at, the state or city. Ooh, wow. Okay. okay. You ready? Uh, okay. Or or should I just give you this? No. No, you give me this. Yeah, that'll be easier. I'll, yeah, I'll this, try to figure out the city or, or, or state. Or what stadium, if you want to. One of the three. Okay. Celebration Bowl. Celebration Bowl, uh, Florida. It is in Atlanta, in oh. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh. Alcorn uh, versus North Carolina A&T. How do they get so lucky to have a bowl in a venue like that? I don't know. The Celebration Bowl, too. Uh, the Cure Bowl. The oh, the Cure, Cure bowl. bowl. Isn't that in the Bahamas? It is not. It is in oh. somewhere warm. 
It is in Orlando, Florida. Oh, at Exploria Stadium. Uh, the Sherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, that's in Boca Raton. That's in Florida. Yes. Wow. Didn't know that was a city. Uh, the <laughs> Camellia Bowl. Oh, is that in uh, South Carolina? It is not. It's in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> uh, let's do the... I'm not doing very good at this game. No, this is fun, though. Uh, the the Quick Lane Bowl. Oh, Quick Lane Bowl. Uh, isn't that... Isn't that in an indoor stadium? Yep. In Indianapolis? Or is it in Detroit? It's in Detroit. In Detroit. Good job. Ford okay. Field. Uh, New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Oh, that's in New York. Yep. What stadium? Yankee Stadium. Yes, sir. Uh, the, let's see here. Cheez-It Bowl. Where is it at? That's in Arizona. You know what city? Phoenix. Yes. Uh, the Camping World Bowl. Oh, man. Camping World Bowl. Uh, where is that? That, uh, <laughs> Texas. Ah, it's Orlando, Florida, at Camping <laughs> World Stadium. Oh, shoot. Okay, uh, where is the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl held at? Oh, that's in Georgia. Yep. Stadium? Mercedes-Benz. Yes, sir. Uh, the First Responder Bowl. Oh, that's in, isn't that in San Francisco? It is not. It's in Dallas. Oh. Gerald For- uh, Jade Fort Stadium. Uh, the Music City Bowl? That's in uh, Music City. Memphis. Try Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> Red Box Bowl. Uh, oh, Red Box Bowl. <laughs> um, shoot. Louisiana. Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't know that one. Uh, I'm doing terrible at this game. You do suck. I thought you'd be better at this. I got to be honest with you. I thought this would be somewhat fun. It's actually not that fun. <laughs> uh, uh, the Citrus Bowl. Uh, that's in Florida. Do you know the stadium? Uh, where the Dolphins play. Camping World Stadium. Incorrect. Uh, let's see here. I'll do... Holy crap. Huh. The Gator Bowl. You know the city. I know you know the state, but what's the Jacksonville. city? Jacksonville. Yes. Very well done. And the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, that's in, isn't that in Fort Worth? It is. Yep. So, uh, not really good on your part. You kind of sucked. I probably got like a C minus. Oh, uh, let's try D. <laughs> let's try I got D. Less than half. Right. <laughs> no, that's kind of cool though. There were what thirty nine total bowls. Yeah. Yeah, freaking thirty nine, dude. Which, Which is means amazing. Seventy eight bowl eligible teams. I think there were a few more than that, but pretty much everybody who was bowl eligible went bowling this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Toledo was the only team left out. Uh, Utah State is going to be facing Kent State. They're from the MAC. Uh, they were 5-3 and three in their conference, 6-6 six and six overall. As we heard in the press conference, uh, they had how many games? Was it six games decided by eight points or less? Uh, quite a few close games uh, for them. And um, so... They were in a lot of games, not a lot of games where they got blown out. They did have three games against Power 5 schools. Um, they played 
Arizona State to start the season and lost 30-7. to They played, at the time, number 8 Auburn and lost 55-16. to And at the time, they played at Wisconsin and lost 48 to nothing. Those are three of their losses. Their other losses came at Ohio versus Miami of Ohio and at Toledo. They had a three-game losing streak. And then they had kind of a, a turnaround. They were able to close it out and won their last three games of the regular season. At home against Buffalo, at home against Ball State, and on the road at Eastern Michigan. Um, what did you say last year was Eastern Michigan? Ball State and who? Eastern Michigan. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure I heard right. By the way, do you see, do you see Devon Anderson's tweet quoting Dan Wetzel? <laughs> it's, it's just should that tell us something at this point. Like it's just kind of funny. Look, Jordan Love is a great fit at Utah State. He's a great example of Utah State. Whatever he decides to do is what he's is what is going to be best for him in his situation. Only Jordan Love knows. Only Jordan Love knows that. So I hope Mr. Dan Wetzel actually has an idea what he's talking about instead of just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Because I don't think Jordan Love's going out there and being like, hey, psst, Dan, listen, it's Jordan Love, will you uh, hop, on, uh, hop on Twitter and uh, tell everybody I'm going to uh, transfer? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Jordan Love ain't going to freaking do that. And Jordan Love does I don't think Jordan Love would have that big en- I mean he has a ton of friends but they have that big enough a group where he'd tell everybody around him so how about we let Jordan Love make the decision that's just me though what do I know well uh, he certainly does have some decisions to make uh, he's a high enough caliber quarterback where he is in a position to have those kinds of decisions to make do I go to the NFL where I can earn millions of dollars and have a chance to play at the next level, the highest level? Do I take a chance to go to a bigger-named program, quote-unquote, and try to improve my stock even further, chase something that I'll never be able to get at USU, despite all the preseason Heisman, pre-season Heisman talk? He was never going to win the Heisman at Utah State. No, 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 no. Um, or stick around for another year and help Utah State get to a conference championship game, refine my craft, and go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever at Utah State. And, and what is this local media guy saying that it won't help recruiting and at least current staff open to criticism, fair or unfair? What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> are th- Well, so is this <laughs> coaching staff open to criticism because... No. What's his name? Uh, safety left. Jamarcus? Yeah. No, dude, that was... Look, there's a story... Jamarcus beneath, Ingram left no, before the season. No, that's a story beneath the ground. Transferred to a Power 5 school. No. Are they going to be open to criticism no. now? No. Fair or unfair? Th- that's such bull. No. There's I, a story beneath not. the ground about Jamarcus Ingram, and that's Ingram's... And that was Ingram's call. And by the way, you should look up how many in- minutes Ingram's playing in a game or how many plays he's played. It's not a lot. He's finding out the hard way that the green, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, no matter how big the school is and how talented he thinks himself is. And he's extremely talented. He would have started here. But that's, that's such baloney. And, and the fact that you say it, it can't help recruiting, 
has anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't. Wow, Look, that's that's okay. How many offers did Jordan Love have coming out of high school? Not many. One, didn't he? One. Who made him into a star? Utah State. Yeah. Is that going to hurt? Is that going to go against Utah State in recruiting? Because that guy eventually went on maybe to another school and legit Heisman opportunities or national championship opportunities? No. You can't. No. I don't see it. Plus, Utah State's in a good position with who they have waiting in the wings. Yeah. I, I Look, Henry Columby's ready to go. That kid's a heck of a quarterback, too. I'm excited to see him. I mean, I, I think it's key. Do we need to take another break? We do. Oh, let's come back and let's talk Utah Jazz. They got Oklahoma City tonight. And by the way, key game, and this is a key stretch. When I say key stretch, the next 20 games. And I'll tell you why. All right, we'll discuss coming up on the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, last couple of minutes with you here on the Full Court Press. I uh, want to clarify, you said Devon Anderson, he Did I- tweeted something about Dan Wetzel. You know, we talked about Dan Wetzel. He had a tweet earlier saying Utah State quarterback Jordan Love could transfer as a graduate transfer if he doesn't enter the NFL draft. Oklahoma, Houston, Texas Tech, possible destinations. Well, Devon Anderson retweeted that with the laughing, crying emojis. So not as in, yep, I think this is going to happen. Oh, as sorry. As in, ha ha, yeah. this is funny. Sorry, that I should have been better about that. That's so just, my fault. Just to clarify that. Yeah, no, that's my fault. I should have been better about clarifying that, yeah. Um, he was not at all confirming anything at all whatsoever. No, no he's basically laughing at the, at, at the notion. Yeah. But it could still happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? If it does, when good does, for Jordan Love. Why should anybody feel upset about when that? When does he need to make a decision by? January? What, is, it, is it January something he needs to make a decision by? Is that correct? Uh, that's a good question. It might have to be before the end of the calendar year. I'm not sure. That's okay, I'll have to look question. that up. Uh, Eric, speaking of uh, laughing at, a lot of people are laughing at the Utah Jazz right now. Not a really great start to the season. They do beat Memphis 126-112 on Saturday night. Um yeah, they should be. But, it's only yeah. thirteen and ten, but barely above five hundred. And that's what I want to get to. That's a great point, a great segue into this, Eric. Twenty in the next twenty games from December 9th tonight when they face the Oklahoma City Thunder to January. We'll go. Holy cow! We'll go to January twentieth versus Indiana. No, sorry, January eighteenth to Sacramento. Between now and then, guess how many teams they face with a five hundred record or better. Five. Try three. Really? Minnesota, Miami, and Clippers. Minnesota on the 11th, Miami on the 23rd, Clippers on the 28th, all this month. Everybody else is under 500 and significantly under 500. So Jazz really have an opportunity to make a run here. Yeah, uh, Currently I mean, sixth you, in the standings so in the West. So you said the 13 and 10 right now? 13 and 10. With three games over 500 teams versus 500 better teams in the next 20 games, what is your prediction on their record in the next 20 games? That they go, well, I would say 15 and 5. I like that. I'm going to go 17 and 3. I think they lose at Miami, and I think they lose to the Clippers. That's at L.A. 
I think they lose those two games, and then I think they lose one more that they shouldn't lose because you know how the Jazz are. They like to lose right. a game that I'd like to say higher than that. Oh, me but too. I me just, too. I'm skeptical. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think maybe at Washington they lose. It's part of that three. It starts a three game road swing up to Brooklyn and New Orleans. Seventeen and three, but seventeen and three gets you to what now? Thirty, 30 and thirteen. And you're sitting at that point third. Should be pretty third in the Western Conference. Pretty high. Yeah. We'll we'll take it. So, uh, Danilo Gallinari is out tonight. <gasps> what? Really? So, I think that bodes well for the Jazz. Oh, thank goodness. That helps. So, uh, is there anybody out for us? Uh, not Conley? To my, well, Conley, yes. He, he is? is still out. Okay. Uh, anyway, pregame coverage coming up in less than an hour, starting at 6.50. And we'll have the full Jazz coverage right here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Your new home for the Utah Jazz for Northern Utah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you missed it, don't forget to visit our website, 1069thefan.com, or subscribe to us on the different podcast feeds. Have a great night, everybody. Good night.